Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. 20 teen driving tests in one week, yes. 20 sets of parents, hundreds, perhaps thousands of grieving friends and family. 20 teen driving deaths in one week. So today on the Christian Car Guy Show, we're asking, really, we're asking God to help us. Because, you know, when we've got questions, Dad wants, he wants, he wants us to call. So that's what we're doing. We're going to call on God, but we're also going to call on you because prayerfully, here's the question I'm asking you, yes, you hearing my voice today, you call in and tell us if you could go back in time and be your own parent, you know, because you know the crazy stuff you did. I know the crazy stuff I did. What could have kept you from the foolish things you did? As a parent, what would have kept you from the foolish things you did? We'd love for you to call in this morning, 866 348 866 348-7884. Here's the news. Four teenagers aged 14 through 17 were killed in a one-car crash Monday near Wilmington, Illinois. They died when their car skidded off a bridge and into a creek. Five teens ages 15 through 17 were killed Sunday near Dumas, Texas, when their Chevy van ran a stop sign and collided with a tanker loaded with fuel. Authorities said the teens died at the scene and the truck driver was severely burned. Six teens, ages 14 through 19, were killed early Sunday in Warren, Ohio, when the SUV they were in sped down a 35-mile-per-hour road, hit a guardrail, flipped into a pond. Three teens, ages 17 and 18, from the town of Versailles, Indiana, died March 7th when two pickup trucks collided outside of town. Three other students were injured in the crash. In the crash, Two teens ages 17 and 18 were killed March 5th in Watford City, North Dakota, when their SUV slid on ice, collided with an oncoming truck, and split in half. The 17-year-old driver was also hurt in a crash. So prayerfully and seriously, here's the question. I'm asking you, if you could go back in time and be your own parent, what could have kept you? Because I, I look at a lot of these tips. We got them all coming in, and I look at them, and I go, would that have kept me? Would that really? Would that have made a change in the way my behavior was? What would have made a change in your behavior? 866-348-7884. And, of course, we will bring in the experts. At the bottom of the hour, we have Jim Graham. He's the director of Ford Motor Company's Driving Skills for Life program, and they have what is reported to be the best 10 tips yet. But the one tip I would point out, Bob, that wasn't on their list, that is probably the one, the only reason I'm sitting here doing this radio show today, <laughs> was my parents, my grandparents, my uncles and all, they were praying for me. That's probably the one tip that's not on Ford's list, but the one that I would certainly add to your list, whatever your tips are. But right now we're asking you to think. We're asking you to call in. 866-348-7884. What could have kept you from the foolish things you did? Of course, I had to bring in some adults that probably would have been the most likely to get themselves killed as teenagers. This 
cast of characters we have this morning, and I do mean characters. I have one with me. <laughs> you all know it's our good friend Bob, our Christian Junkyard guy from 109 New Pillar. Welcome, Bob. Good morning, brother. Great to be here. And uh, when you say character, I kind of resemble that remark <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and a brand new character I met this week at the Automotive Super Conference that was in the Charlotte Motor Speedway. How to run your dealership by the book. The one and only, from what I understand, there's nobody like him. He's called the car theologist. He was dressed up in a lab coat, had a stethoscope on. If you go to Facebook under Christian Car Guy and look, there he is, DJ Harrington. Welcome, DJ. Hey, welcome. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby, thank you very, very much. I wanted to tell you, I am not as much of a character as Bob is. <laughs> there are very few characters that are the character of Bob. That's exactly right. So, guys, prayerfully, if you go back, and again, we're asking our listeners to do the same thing. Please call in. Uh, we need your help. There are a lot of parents listening right now. There's a lot of folks that are heartbroken across the country. There's a lot of prayers going out for these folks. But what could you have possibly done as a parent that may have changed your behavior? And, and we're going to put prayer out there first. But, but, DJ, what are you thinking? Robbie, in my case, I'm one of 12 children from a family, an Irish Catholic family. that I did not get saved till I was 31 years old. But my father, my earthly father, was William B. Harrington, vice president of Bethlehem Steel. He spent more time in New York and in traveling than he did taking care of us kids. When Now, we were very wealthy, had plenty of money. But when I was 21 years old, that was the very first time he ever sat down with me and said things like, hey, you don't think I made poor decisions when I was in high school? You don't think I made dumb? And I never did, because he always, always was above. So I have a daughter growing up, and in grade school, we talked about if you're down at the pool and someone's cutting up and not being, give me a call. Just years at that time, we didn't have cell phones. You give me a call and you call me. Then she got a cell phone when she was in high school. And I said, if you're ever at a party or at a gathering and you feel uncomfortable, you call me, I'll come get you. And it was called, it was a code. If she said it, daddy, daddy, that means come get me. And I would say, I'm sorry, I have to come down and get you. And, and that was a code. But it, it helped me, Robbie, because in growing up, I wish my father had sat down with me when I was in high school and said, here, I made the dumb decisions. Everybody growing up makes poor decisions. Now, out of all of these deaths, Robbie, you didn't mention if any of them was drinking. The, poor, the young kid that slid on the ice, I could understand, because I slid on the ice. But the sad thing is, in Marietta, Georgia, last year, we lost a bunch of high school kids. After a football game, they were drinking. Now, what does a parent, how does a parent address that? And I'm the one who says, we don't give alcohol to teenagers. You don't be the cool dad that says, oh, it's okay to drink as long as you do it at my house. It's none. You got to be like our Heavenly Father. You know, there's rules and discipline. So I would be more of the type today. Uh, my daughter, I'm a granddad today. Um, she is very open, and when she has troubles, she calls her earthly father, and she kneels down and calls on her heavenly father. 
And I think you're right. Prayer prayer changes problems, provides, and perseverance accomplishes. Prayer is a big factor, Robbie, that we all need to do. And so I, as the cardiologist, I, my prescription is prayer also. <laughs> as the cardiologist, that's your prescription. I love that. Well, I, I I had the most time to think about this, Bob, and, and DJ. So, you know, I've been thinking about it since this time yesterday, probably. What would I have done differently? Because I was, as my mother would tell me, <laughs> I, I just like to take risk. I liked the feel of a car sliding around on the dirt. I liked all sorts of interest. You know, I like to be out there on the edge. And so I thought about that, that they could have put all these different tips in the world on me. It wouldn't have changed the fact that when I got in the car that I wanted to feel that. And then I thought of you, Bob, actually. And I thought of, uh, of my man with Carolina Financial Partners that helps his son race. And I thought, you know, if my, son had re- if my father had seen that my son's heart comes alive when he takes risks like that, he could have said, son, let's go out to a track and put you in a car that you can go do that stuff in. Let's put a roll cage around you and a helmet on your head. So you don't get yourself killed, but you can go experience that. But let's experience that in a safe way. What do you think, Mom? Is that what you did? That is what you did with your son, because I know your son drives race cars. Uh, we've done it for several years. We're taking the summer off this year, but we have done it for several years, and we presented him that opportunity. And uh, um, it is a good outlet and the best venue, you know, because the, they it does feel good. And you was talking about being your own parent. If I was my own parent, I would have probably never let me in the vehicle. <laughs> we used to we used to just do crazy Amen. stuff. There was a dirt road in Yadkin County. There was a dairy on it, Shore Dairy Road, and and we would go up there. And my, this was before I had license. My brother was driving, and we would see just how close to wrecking we could get going well, that's around what, those I, See, yeah, same thing that I was thinking. I loved stuff like that when I was that age. What would have happened, and I'm curious, Bob, what would have happened if your father said, hey, Bob, I can see that you love this kind of thing. What if we went out to track and we did it right? Would that have changed your other behavior because you got a chance to experience what a car would do in a good way? I don't know. You call us with your thoughts. we got to go to a break. Again, prayerfully, we could be saving someone's life. Seriously, you got a great tip. What would you do if you had been your own parent? Think about it. Then call us, 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. A lot more Christian Car Guy Show. Coming up, we got Ford. They got some tips. Is that what needs to happen? That's the question. We're, we're this, this whole teen driving thing, it really is an absolute tragedy. 20 deaths in one week, and we are asking you today, we're asking ourselves, if we could go back in time, if we could go back in time and we could be our own parents, what would have kept us from doing the foolish things we did? And Bob and I were discussing it over the break, that both of us were bicycle um, maniacs that daredevils. If if you would have seen us on a bicycle, you could get an idea that when we got to the point of driving a car, this was not going to be good. 
it was so bad with me. My parents just looked at the way I rode a bicycle and decided right away uh, he'll never have a motorbike or a mini bike <laughs> or a motorcycle. But what a good sign is you're, if you're a parent and you watch your child on a bicycle or, a, or, or skateboard and they are doing crazy stuff, well, guess what? When it comes time to drive a car, we're going to need to look at some way to come after your child's heart and allow them to express themselves like that, but in a safe way, something to think about. But, DJ, you have some other important stuff. Yeah, what I was going to tell you is my father uh, had commandments. And as he said, you know, the Ten Commandments are not suggestions. <laughs> we, we were not allowed to have more than four people in the car. None, ever. And remember, I'm one of 12 children. So if I took a brother or sister, there was maximum four of us in a vehicle. When he said there was no horseplay, he meant no horseplay of any nature. And that was always one of the things. But I think we, sometimes as parents, we forget to tell our own kids, I know what it's like to leave a football game, and your buddy says, oh, come on, please take me home. And you're the driver. Well, guess what? My father has a rule. And it wasn't a suggestion. It was a commandment. So maybe the, that's part of it, Robbie. You know, I, I grew up up north. Of course, you guys grew up in the south. <laughs> And, and we were a little bit different, you know, city driving versus the, in the hills and dirt. I, you know, I thought brown cows gave chocolate milk. I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, no doubt that, you know, just when I say, when I, DJ, when I hear you say horseplay and you're a good friend of my father, that's another part that, that I didn't add yeah. is that. Is that was a term my father used to use. <laughs> you, yeah. you just kind of put the fear of my father right back in me. And when you said no horseplay, I could I could hear my dad. <laughs> but I don't know what it was. I That horseplay just had such a draw to me that I was. Uh, but I think if if I, I really think if 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 you, if you see that your child is displaying this kind of crazy, radical behavior, you do got to figure out a way to both protect help them protect themselves but come after their heart because god is trying to do something with that and i don't know bob jump on in here well uh when we when my son was younger we raced bmx we rode bicycles raced over at tanglewood and traveled all over the country and had quite a bit of success with it but uh a young man that uh, gets used to flying a bicycle 25 and 30 feet through the air on a very regular basis um, when they get in a car or get to that age with a car, you might be suspicious that uh, they might take a few chances with that. And that's why we, you know, decided to channel that energy to the racetrack at Bowman Gray and uh, gave him that option. All right. One more prescription from the cardiologist before I know you got to go. Can you give us one more prescription, DJ? Yeah, one more prescription. And, and, and I'm just going to tell you as a dad, that knows the real world. The real world has a lot of young people who they think it's okay to have one beer and they think it's okay to have one little mixed whatever. But I'm going to tell you, buzz driving is drunk driving. There you go. Don't do it. That's a prescription. You don't, <laughs> you don't do it. So from the doctor, and I thank you guys, I'm on my way to my own doctor. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting MRI. You guys, we your prayers. We Thank will you. do that. Yeah, we, we need to prayers, be praying please. for DJ. Thank you, buddy. Everyone listening, pray for DJ and DJ's leg. 
Thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing you again, Robbie. Oh, me too. We're going to get you on again. we got another story we got to tell, but we got Les is in Indiana. Les, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. What if, What do you got an idea for us? Well, um, actually, I'm about ready to go into my doctor's office, too. Um, well, a couple of things. Uh, one was that uh, if I were my father uh, going back, uh, one thing I would do is work harder uh, to impress upon me at an earlier age uh, that when I honor my parents, it will go well with me, and I will be blessed. Uh, Not so much with me, but with some of my peers. You know, when they did silly things with cars and got into trouble as a result, uh, they were doing it a lot of times because they were angry at their parents for something they weren't or weren't letting them do. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I would do different. And the other thing is I would also work harder as a parent uh, to remind my children that, uh, even though we are older, and especially because we are older, we have greater wisdom, and the wisdom that we have and we apply is so that they would be blessed, not so that it would be a detriment to their lives. Uh, and if we could show that with example, you know, where they're being blessed because of the wisdom that we uh, shed in their lives, then I think they'll be less likely to act in ways they would otherwise. Oh, that is tremendous advice, Les, and I, it brings up a couple ideas that I <clears throat> would like to share with you. One is that the Eppersons, who are the owners of Truth Broadcasting and the Salem Radio Network, have taught a Sunday school class for years and years, and what they say is, and, and they kind of run this into every child's head they can come across, is obedience brings blessing, disobedience brings conflict. And once you begin to understand that concept, just like you said, the Ten Commandments, when you see obedience, it does bring <laughs> disobedience will bring conflict of some kind almost every uh, single time. And the other thing I would point out is because I do a lot of genealogy work, Les, and I can show you statistically and within my own family, the Dillmore family tree, that any t- time the sibling the sibling that took care of the aged parents, because it used to be in the, in the, you know, they would show in the censuses which child ended up with the 80-year-old in their household. That child that took care of, their, of the aged parents, if there were like seven kids and they ended up in that household, that child would outlive his siblings by 10 to 15 years, just like the Bible says. Honor your father and mother and it will go well and you'll live long in the land. Well, I, I can assure you, I can show you it's an amazing. I couldn't believe it until I saw it with my own eyes, Les. Hmm. Well, that's really good. Uh, good abstraction there from those statistics. That's awesome, Les. Thank you for calling in. I love those concepts. I appreciate it so much. What is your thought if you could go back and be your own parent? What could have kept you from the foolish things you did? You call us eight six six three four eight. Seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth. We got so much show coming up. We got an expert coming up. We got Jim Graham with Ford. They've got a, dr- a safe driving program. You're going to want to hear their tips. Of course, we got Bob. You know, and that's going to be great because I'm. You know what it's like when you're hearing from a true character like himself. <laughs> what would he have done to keep from doing the crazy stuff we did? Stay tuned. A lot more Christian Car Guy show coming up.
right to the stop, so I swerve to the right. Never forget the sound that night, the crying tires, the busting glass, the painful scream that I heard last. Well, where, oh, where can my baby be? As sad as as that song is, it's it's much sadder when it's real life and and 20 teens. It's it's almost unthinkable. Almost as many children as lost their lives in Connecticut in the last week have been lost to driving tests. And so the question we're asking is, what can we as parents kind of, what could we be doing differently? How can we get help? We're actually, we're asking God prayerfully, what could we be doing? But also we're excited that we, we, we've got Jim Graham here. He's a director of Ford Motor Company's Driving Skills for Life program. And Jim, welcome to the Christian Car Guys show. We're excited you guys are, are on top of this issue. Well, thanks for having us. We're excited to be a part of it, and hopefully we can be part of the solution. Now, you guys, I love your website because not only do you have tips, but there's some wonderful videos that from professional drivers that show that, that any team would enjoy looking at. Yeah, and actually we're in the process of revamping that. We're going to have a lot more videos. But uh, what we try to do at Ford Driving Skills for Life is basically provide you know the next step of learning after traditional driver's education. So things that they would need to learn uh, that they haven't learned. And these type of skills can help them avoid some of the recent tragedies that we, we've seen. You know, you mentioned the 20 deaths. I mean, this is terrible. And a lot of those, almost all of those, could be prevented with some basic use of common sense and with some additional skill set. Um, and so we try to give that to them in a variety of ways, from hands-on training to web-based curriculum, working with schools, a whole wide variety of ways. Yeah, you actually have a road show you take out on the road and you bring to schools? Yeah, actually, we, uh, we have a national tour where we, we bring professional instructors together, and we will bring about 600 teens on a weekend and their parents and put them in actual drills. We focus on really four areas that have been identified as the leading uh, causes of death, and that's really the lack of experience in the issues around speeding, uh, spacing between vehicles, uh, vehicle handling, so what happens when the vehicle gets out of control, how do you bring it back. And we also focus a lot on distracted driving. Uh, we work with police officers there. We put them in cars and show them they can't text and drive. That's uh, a big amen on that one. Place to drinking and driving, too. Yeah, the whole distracted driving, Bob was sharing with me on the break, right, Bob? You you had a little issue with that as a child. A friend, of, <clears throat> a friend of mine was he had a new tape deck in his car, his cassette tape player. You know, he would he had moved up above the eight track that everybody else had, <laughs> <clears throat> but he just messed with it constantly, constantly, and he was messing with that. Ran off the road at a pretty high rate of speed. Uh, we ended up upside down. I was outside of the car, and uh, it could have been just extremely tragic and uh i can really relate to the distracted driving thing especially now with the texting and the phone calls and and all that it's just such a big issue and i hope y'all address the issue in y'all's program about running off the road and whipping it back on because that was the first accident i was involved in i I, uh, a dump truck came around the corner and it appeared to me he was in my lane quite profusely but <laughs> i i eased off the side of the road there kind of quick but if i just slowed down before i tried to 
come back onto the road, it would have made such a difference, you know, and I just whipped it on the road and uh, hooked the right rear tire on the curb there and it spun me around and shot me into the bank on the other side. And if there'd been somebody else coming, it could have shot me head on into them. So, Well, you know, it's interesting because we teach exactly that. Uh, you know, when the back end starts to slide out, really the first thing you need to do is deaccelerate. A lot of teams will slam on their brakes, maybe speed up, whatever, and then gain control of it, turn into the skid. Uh, the other thing that you mentioned there, and I don't know if you were buckled up there, but one of the things we see in one of these tragic crashes recently, none of the teams were buckled up. And even though we think of that very simple, you, you know, you've got to do that. And parents need to lead by example when it comes to buckling up. Uh, but we do teach those types of things, and uh, I can relate back when I had a tape deck in my car, and uh, we're all guilty of it at one time or another. But as we're parents in particular, we've got to remember we've got to set really good examples with our young people, and that includes getting engaged in the training, but also when we're driving, setting good examples. They'll, yeah. d- they'll do what we do, not necessarily what we say, huh? Yeah, yeah we, we actually talk about that on the Christian Car Guy show all the time, that speeding is a phenomenal problem. And as parents, if we think, well, it's okay to go five miles an hour over, you know, and, and, and obviously the children can see your speed, your speedometer, and see what you're doing. And so what is the law if, if you're willing to break it or if they see that, that you stop completely at a stop line, that kind of thing? What other things are you seeing like that, Jim? Well, we, see, we do see a lot of speeding. And, you know, if they would just slow down five miles per hour or something, they'd have much better chance of not rear-ending somebody because they really don't know what to do if something happens in front of them. Another exercise we take them through is uh, – where actually they do have to make a quick decision. You know, something happens in front of them. Do they go right? Do they go left? Do they uh, slam on their brakes? So we go through the decision-making process on that. But clearly things like uh, uh, speeding, not buckling up, uh, driving distracted, they tend to follow too closely also. Uh, and one of the big things, and it's, it's kind of a hard concept to understand, but you want to look where you want to go. And if you're a racer, you understand that. Uh, wherever you look, the car's going to go. Your body's basically your brain's hardwired to your body. So... A lot of times teens will get their eyes fixated on something. They'll drive right into it. So the idea is to look where you want to go. And we give them an example that, you know, why would you drive into a telephone pole when there's space on both sides? Well, they get their eyes fixated on it. They drive right into it. So look where you want to go. Concepts like that that are a little bit harder to understand, but professional drivers can teach them. Um, The the other big thing is the number of passengers in the car. Uh, It's a very basic thing, but, you know, the addition of one passenger greatly increases the likelihood of a crash. And so, you know, limit the number of passengers for a duly licensed driver. And, you know, keep your hands on the wheel and eyes on the road. That's what I always like to say. Yeah, and if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, by the way, all Ford's tips are there. And you just click on that link and you can go watch those videos. They even have a, a section on seating position. I thought, how cool is that? Yeah, and actually, uh, we have we have all those videos. And in June, we're going to totally launch a brand-new website where our the area called the Academy is our main learning area. And that's going to be all in video format, about two- to three-minute videos, so it would be much easier for teens and parents to watch. And we encourage the teens and the parents to go through it together. Just like if our hands-on program happened to be in your area, uh, we encourage the parents to come out too. Uh, And you can keep track of where we're going to be around the country by just going to our event section. And we will be out your way probably next year uh, in terms of the hands-on area. Again, it's Ford Motor Company's Driving Skills for Life program. You can find out all about it at ChristianCarGuy.com. Thank you, Jim, for being on with us today. That's well, thank awesome. you for having us. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Now we got to turn the question back to our listeners and say, you know, what do you think? If you could go back and be your own parent, 
what could you have done to keep yourself from doing some of the things you did? 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We would love to glean your wisdom. It could make all the difference, right, Bob? I mean, God could be hardwired through you right this minute. You've got this tip. Call us. We want to hear from you. There's just so many people out there that has experience and just, you know, sometimes we hesitate to pick up the phone and call in and everything and share our point thinking it might not make a difference. But that is one of the number one things about me coming and doing this show is I get a chance to, to maybe make a difference in somebody's life. And, um, it's just such a great feeling, um, that no matter what I've been through in my past and, and the things that I thought disqualified me from helping folks, you know, some of that experience might help somebody from kicking that same stone that I tripped over, you know, and I uh, think that was you that said what I thought made me disqualified actually made me uniquely qualified. All that crazy biking that you and I did. Yes, sir. uh, We know that that was the heart of a child that, that loved to take risks and stuff like that. So how can you engage that heart to see that child? You don't want to break their heart, but by the same token, you want to be able to do them do all that safely. So I like what you did with your son, that you took him out BMX and and you saw the same thing in him that you had. And so how can we do that safely? And obviously made it to 26. How old is he? 20. He'll be 26 this summer. Yes, sir. June 23rd. (laughs) He's still got a few bucks left, but uh, not that far away. And uh, it's such a great venue. And there's there's stuff with cars, where they call it the autocross program that's around. I can't tell you exactly where to get involved with it, but go online there's a lot of facilities where there's an old parking lot that's not in use and they'll take and set up cones and let people go and drive aggressively and and get a little bit of that out of their system in a safe environment in a a safe environment with a helmet we got susan in greenville south carolina she's got some solutions for us susan you're on the christian car guy show good morning hey there how are you guys we're wonderful what have you got for us well, I think we're talking about a problem of having too much leisure for these young men who I'm sure our parents, they all worked and they had jobs and those young men were physically tired from school, working a job, farming, working in factories, you know, doing things, playing sports at their high school and being a part of a team and being coached. But I, I think we're talking about a lazy person's problem, basically, in that we're talking about young men who, quote, need to drive fast cars. And I, I don't even think that's on the Christian radar. Okay, I'm trying to follow you. You mean that it that young men shouldn't want to drive fast cars? Um, I don't think that that should be a, a pressing issue for Christian young men. If they're actually out working a job, being an honor roll student, you know, being the best at all those things, they would find plenty of fulfillment and loss beyond driving a car. I don't, I don't really see the merit in that, or what's the purpose of that? Well, I love that, Susan. The interesting thing is God, we all ha- are built in God's image, and some people, like me and Bob, it, it, you know, in fact, I was an honor student, <laughs> but that didn't change the fact that there were certain risks that I wanted to take in life, and I feel like if my father didn't engage that, and, and show me a way to do that in a in a safe manner. Because obviously, there if you go out to, to NASCAR, there are some wonderful Christian men that are leading people to Christ right now on the NASCAR track. And if they didn't have that heart to go fast, now fast 
doesn't mean speeding or disobeying the law, but there is there is this thing called going fast and doing it in a way that that, that they're actually sure. competing. Well, that's that's true, and certainly, um, you know, there's a place, a small place in Christian life for race car driving. But I, I, see, there's just and and I, I, I that's an interesting point that you bring out, and I wonder. I just think our, our life should be about service to other people. And saying, yes, I witness on a racetrack is like saying, yes, I witness in a strip club. I mean, that's wonderful. Or, yes, I witness in a gay bar. Or, yes, I witness in a, um, you know, downtown club life in New York City. And I, people like me and I talk about Jesus. It's not even places we need to be. If we were preoccupied and just fascinated and passionate about serving Jesus Christ and loving other people, it wouldn't be all about Susan, us. Susan, Susan. I'm going to disagree with you That's completely fine. because I'm going to tell you, I serve the Lord in lots of ways, but I well, love, I love, I love, no, I know, I'm talking about, I serve the Lord and I know a lot of men that really serve the Lord, but they have dangerous hearts and they like to go take risks because they're warriors and God made men different than he made women. And, and men have a way that we like to blow up things. Have you not come across that? Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of outlets for that, whether it's hunting or fishing or whatever. But there's there's also a way of doing it as a decathlete, and there's ways of doing it in ways that actually, um, it's not about getting in a car, putting your foot on the pedal. That's, there's well, no physical, Susan, I, there's no physical Susan, exercise I, in that. I, I'm agreeing with you that we should not speed. I'm agreeing with you that we shouldn't break the If anybody would say that, the Christian car guy is going to say we shouldn't speed, we shouldn't break the law, but we should realize that our sons are men. And if they're men, there's a good but possibility are they, are, that they are going to like to take risks. And are, if they're men, they are like... working? Are our sons working today? How many sons... I'm going to tell you what. You know what? Work. I started working when I was 12 years old. I was washing cars. I worked till 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't have anything to do with whether or not I was working as to whether or not I wanted to take risks. It has a lot to do with the fact that I was a man and I like to do well, those kind of things, but I, what I'm saying is, you're sounding very reactive. Do your sons and grandsons <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, work I, jobs? Could do I point work? out, Susan? You know who started re- about being reactive? Because I apparently I played a chord in your that you 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 picture. I think you picture the Christian life to be this this really sort of flannel graph picture of not yeah, much interaction. There's men that are on the, there's men on the mission field that risk their lives every single day. I've interviewed those men. I understand completely. For a real purpose. If you want some <laughs> risk, go, in, go into a Muslim country and go be a witness there if you're looking for a risk. But I don't see anything that's wonderfully... Susan, you know, Susan, can I say that I'm categorically glad that I'm not your son? Um, well, I, and I, I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, that that's not the way men operate. And, and I really suggest you pick up a book or two called time. like Wild at Heart or maybe the Bible and check it out. You're going to find out David was sort of a risk taker. We're going to be well, right was, back. We'd love to hear your opinion. You can disagree with me. 866-348-7884. Then bursting forth in glory. 
Wow, you gotta love that. No matter which side of this position you may be on, what would you have done if you could have gone back and were your own parent to keep you from doing foolish things? We had a quite a discussion on whether or not Christian parents should even allow sons to drive fast and all those kind of things. We got Faith is in Raleigh. She has a a reaction for us, and I maybe let Bob handle this. <laughs> Faith, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I want to let you know I do appreciate your show, and um, I use it as a tool to let people, you know, find out about Jesus, people that like cars. Uh, I do disagree with your comment, though. I really believe everything that the lady said. I'm in agreement with her, the last uh, call person that called in. But one comment you made, you said something like uh, you were glad you weren't her son or something like that. And I, I wouldn't want you to examine that because to me she seemed like she's totally sold out for the Lord. And she's just saying that young men, when we tell them that they were created for purpose and uh, to use their time wisely, uh, I agree with her. There's so many other things that the young men can be doing with their time, being out on the mission field, sharing the Word of God with people, instead of uh, getting, you know, a, a thrill of driving fast. So I just thought I would invite you to think about what I just said. Well, Faith, I, again, I, I'm, I'm listening, but I really think a lot of ladies um, have a they don't want their kids to play with guns. They don't want them to play with swords. They don't realize what men are. And I would hardly recommend that you and the caller pick up a book called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge and take a look to see what makes a man's heart come alive. Because if you make our heart go dead, we won't get out on the mission field. We won't go serve the Lord because we're, we're hiding underneath our cover somewhere because that isn't what it makes our heart comes alive. Now, I'm not saying by any means that we should have children speed or do anything that's wrong. What I'm saying is find a safe way for them to find a safe way for them to make their heart come alive. But to tell them they can't do it or to not play with a gun or not play with a sword, mm-hmm. you know, I totally, totally disagree with you because you uh-huh. and, and, the, and the other caller mm-hmm. are, are not men. You don't understand, and I understand you don't understand, but I don't understand women. I'll be the first person to tell you that. So I think it's your obligation as a Christian to go find out something about a man's heart. Bob, it's your turn. I've, I've talked too much. Well, I and my son are obsessive, compulsive people. The same thing that, that makes us, anything we do, we don't do just a little bit of it. And, and that's why I'm trying to light the fire in his heart for God. As, it's because we're all or nothing kind of guys. Uh, when mm-hmm. we when we drive, we 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 take it a little bit, you know. Uh, as a youngster, before I, you know, developed my control skills and everything, uh, I drove too fast, and I did it on the road, and I did it in a dangerous way, and and I knew that he was going to have that same kind of heart because he you know, was reckless on a bicycle when he was young, and I knew he was going to do the same thing in a car. I got him the, mm-hmm. uh, the venue to be reckless on a bicycle in a controlled with a helmet and protective gear, and then I did the same thing for it in the car. And, uh, and I'm not going to say it, it, it healed everything and it made him, you know, perfect on the highway or anything. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But we just channel our energy and uh, turn it into a fun thing. But you know what, Faith? I, 
I respect so much you and the previous caller. If you disagree with me, you know, that's great. Christians should be able to have open discussions about what they feel and, and all that. I really appreciate you listening to our station and our show. And guess what? We got to run. I hate that because okay. we let all kinds of callers leaving them on the line. We're all full up, but maybe we got to do another show on this whole subject because obviously there's a lot of strong feelings. But that's good because we got to we got to figure out a way to uh, help our teens. If we can't work with ourselves, how in the world can we work with our children? It's a it's a big deal. So thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Thank you, Jim Graham from Ford, Bob, my good friend DJ, and again, thank you for serving the Lord and seeking him by listening to Christian radio. So you uh, stay tuned. There's a lot more truth coming up. Uh, we thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Spend some time in prayer this week. There's number one tip for teen driving right there. Pray. <laughs>